0: One. Lock, talk Radio. <laughs> Here we go. This is,
1: all about, is wine, all about Wine, a talk
0: show dedicated to the wine industry since 2009, featuring winemaker, cellar master, vineyardist, and tasting expert, Ron. Ron.
1: It's basically, it's a program that's just trying to educate people and trying to make wine. So we're about, oh, I'm sorry.
0: We're about six <laughs> seconds behind us Six seconds. Let's see how this progresses. Huh? Oh, okay. Go ahead,
1: the end of the show. From coast to coast and around, and the, around world. the world. We really have had some, some neat people on the program. I, I just, I love that.
0: Post your questions and comments during the live show on our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash allaboutline.com. All Again. That's <laughs> www.facebook.com forward slash all about wine And now, yeah. all about wine all is on. Here's wine. Here we are.
1: All right. All right. All
0: right. Okay. Good. Yeah. Got that in there. Okay.
1: Another great episode of All About Wine tonight uh, with Ron. Of course, we have Mike—that's the shadow in the background that does all the tech work for us. So we got to give a shout out to him and also his radio show that he does every Friday night live. And Mike, well, we're tell live us too. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, but no. you you have Mike. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay all the time <laughs>
0: i'm yeah. thinking on maybe uh maybe doing saturday afternoon instead of instead of fridays but uh that's fine uh i'm i'm flexible right now but um yeah. yeah for more information if you want to listen to this show on a different platform you can go to flight flightlineradio.com it's all one word flightlineradio.com that's the website and uh schedules on there and different shows, different genres, playing at different times, so thank you very much, and I think we have someone on hold right now
1: listening we to the We do, uh, it like our guest, but I wanted to give in uh, your your quick you. there because <laughs> last week. Uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you. We have a guest tonight mm-hmm. uh, from the California Sustainable Wine Growing Alliance, and we've talked about sustainable wines lots of times during this show, and now we have someone who really knows about it and can give us all the inside stuff. And it's Earthman. It can really fill us in a lot of stuff. And she's in our green room right now. We're going to bring her on the show. Welcome to All About Wine, Listen.
2: Hi. Thank you so much, Ron. It's so great to be with you.
1: No, it's it's our pleasure for sure. Uh, So uh, first, before we start, Tell us a little bit about you and the California Sustainable Wine Growing Alliance. How how did you both get started in your careers, and how did you get hooked up at this point?
2: Sure. So I am currently the executive director of the California Sustainable Wine Growing Alliance, and we're a nonprofit organization that was created by Wine Institute and the California Association of Wine Grape Growers, so two of our great public policy organizations that represent California wine and that also provide great resources on California wines, wineries, and wine regions. And the Sustainable Wine Growing Alliance is really all about promoting sustainable wine growing, all the way from grapes to the wine and then, of course, out into the world for our consumers to enjoy.
1: Wow, okay, quite a thing. Before we go any further, I'm going to step off of the subject of California Sustainable Wine Growing and ask the question, you are in California, right? That's correct. I have been very curious of how these streams of weather have been affecting the great growing regions all over California. Do you have any idea you can share with us on what's been going on with all these uh, atmospheric rivers and everything else that's been hitting there?
2: Sure. Well, as you can appreciate, California is a very large state with really um, so many differences in our geography and climate and weather patterns. So I think there's not one single story about the weather and how it's impacted us. I think, in general, the really good news is that most of California, if not all now, but at least most of it is now out of drought, which has been the pattern that we were stuck in the last number of years. So water the water the worse, is yeah. very much appreciated, yes, and needed and refilling our aquifers and making sure that we have the wine or the water that we need to grow the wine grapes and make the wine. So that's really been a blessing. But of course, some of the atmospheric rivers and winds and storms and flooding have caused some damage in areas around the state and and our hearts go out to those who've been affected but i think for the most part people are just really grateful to see the rain and 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 you know will help us think about how we need to plan for the future as well
1: the uh, uh grapevines up in the sierra foothills has the well I'm sure bud break is pretty close. Has the snows or anything affected that?
2: That's a great question. I've heard varying reports, again, a lot of differences throughout the state, but it is unseasonably cold, and so I think we'll probably see a little bit of shifting in in bud break. Um, But I know that that it's on the horizon, and everyone always loves this time of year out in the vineyards. It's so beautiful with the green rolling hills, and it's fabulous, though.
1: Yeah, it's just, an you know, just, visit. I, I haven't had an opportunity to really talk to any wineries in California since uh, they've had this winter of weather, and I was mm-hmm. just wondering, you know, if uh, you've heard of any anything that has stood out about the weather uh, events and the vineyards and stuff, so, but it's good to... Yeah,
2: and it's interesting to tie it back to sustainability. Some of the things I have heard from some of the wine grape growers are those that are really really committed to sustainability and have integrated all of these different management practices into their, their vineyards. They feel that they've been able to be more resilient during these crazy weather patterns and oh. you know things from like erosion control measures using cover crops and um, just really being able to adapt and be more resilient in, in the face of some of these changes.
1: Oh, fantastic. It's always, you know, in in any area, whenever uh, we see weather going through, uh, we always wonder how it affects us. And the sad Mm -hmm. thing is there's no central location that you can call and say, say, what the weather have done to the vineyards in Missouri or whatever, because, you know, there's this, you know, everybody has their own little areas and stuff like that, and we don't have a central place to understand, except for All About Wine. I try to keep people informed about everything everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, all About okay, Wine is so. Wine Institute.
2: Those are our sources. <laughs>
1: yes, yes, we try tried, tried to cover everything on that. Uh, sustainable growing. Now, this is uh, explain. Does that include everything that is not just normal grape growing like we've always heard or seen? This includes the the whole gamut of of special practices, organic, biodynamic, uh, regenerative, all that.
2: Yes, yeah, so I like to think of all of them as being under this umbrella of sustainable wine growing. And there are a lot of similarities, especially when you look at the areas of like soil health and integrated pest management, finding natural ways to deal with pests and pressures but there are differences, too. So organic is a national organic program regulated by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, and that has some restrictions or actually a, a list of approved materials that can be used in a vineyard. Um, and then biodynamic is organic plus this very holistic way of farming that is a really interesting um, you know, you're basically harvesting and pruning during phases of the moon, according to phases of the moon and those types of things. But you almost can think of it as going back to sort of the farmer's almanac practices. And then there's the idea of regenerative, which, again, there's so much about healthy soils and being able to adapt to climate change, you know, regenerative in terms of water and other, other natural resources. And there are, again are many of those things are covered by sustainability, but sustainability is that much broader concept that also includes things like energy efficiency and water use efficiency, air and water quality. And a really important pillar of sustainability is the people. So you can think about the people who work in the vineyards or at the winery, the broader community and you know, all the way out until uh, to our consumers.
1: Now mm-hmm. uh, it, it you. I know there is regulations for biodynamics and organic. Is there uh, certain rules or things to be certified as as sustainable, or is it falling under things like biodynamic and organic and all that? I mean, can I become a a sustainable certified winery and not be something else?
2: Yeah, so there's, um, well, first of all, they're not mutually exclusive. So I, we, I know a lot of people who use all of those approaches, um, but there's also certifications now that you can get, which are basically these third-party programs. And the organization where I serve as executive director, the California Sustainable Wine Growing Alliance, we have a program called Certified California Sustainable Wine Growing. And the idea was really to take – all of these best management practices, but set some requirements around practices. So they have to be doing an annual self-assessment using our code of sustainable wine growing. They have to be meeting certain prerequisites and overall score thresholds. They have to be tracking performance on things like water, energy, greenhouse gas emissions all around climate change and measuring water use and applied nitrogen for vineyards. And interestingly, they have to be continuously improving. So not only are they doing all of those things, but they also have to be making annual improvements in their vineyard and/or winery. So those certification requirements really add that credibility and third-party verification. And there are a number of other California programs as well.
1: Well, that you say, you say continuously improving. Uh, is that baby step improving? Is that giant leaps improving? Is that you know something that you can get to the end of it and you go, oh no, I can't improve this year. I'm going to lose my certification. Well, I mean, how does that how does that work?
2: That's a great question. And, and one of the things that's important to note is that there is the the floor where you have to meet certain requirements, and the continuous improvement part is really addressing that sustainability in the end. as at the, at the local level, it really depends on your particular operation where you have the most significant impacts, maybe some regional considerations if you're in certain areas where water is really constrained. So it allows that flexibility for growers and fitness to focus on the things that really matter to their operation. And it can be improving scores within our code. It can be Um, making incremental improvements in their energy or water use efficiency. Or it could even be things like if they're doing something really innovative, they could bring people onto their farm and share that understanding with the broader community. So there's all kinds of ways that you can be demonstrating continuous improvement. And I always say there's you know the low-hanging fruit, the idea that you can really um, take some actions right away, simple things to do that maybe aren't very costly. And then there are things that that are maybe a little bit harder to achieve in the early days, but as time goes on, maybe those become more achievable and the lower hanging fruit grows back. Um, maybe there's technologies that come online or that become more financially available and so there's there's always things that we can be thinking about even if you think about your daily life that we could be doing better.
1: No, okay I, you know it's just it's something that uh, uh, I think about in all the uh, well all the fields of uh, sustainable wine growing, biodynamics and all that, uh, trying to constantly uh, live up to the standards. It, it seems like that would be a lot of extra work for wineries. I don't know. It just I, I yeah. had a winery here in Florida, and, you know, I mean, it was tough enough just to keep grapes growing and keep, making wine and all that stuff without trying to meet certain standards and improve each year on those standards. And, um, it, it, you know, it just seems tough. I mean, I, I've that's been great through it. a point, and yeah.
2: And it, it definitely takes effort. And, um, you know, that's one of the reasons certification can be valuable, too, because you can get recognition for some of that work. And we know that there's interest in the marketplace. Um, but it's also really important to think about sustainability also has that idea of you're making the best quality wine grapes and wine as possible, but you're also protecting the environment. You're being a good neighbor, an employer, but really importantly, you're also maintaining thriving family farms and businesses. And so if you could think longer term, sometimes, again, things that you may have to invest in upfront will have a return on investment, or you can be more efficient in one area and save some money and apply that somewhere else. So the economic considerations are very much a part of it.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just it's uh, uh, an, an effort that I suppose pays off in the long run. Uh, certification for the sustainable wine growing, uh, It the uh, little sticker, I see that I think more often than I do any of the other uh fields of background are the uh, biodynamic or organic all that. Sustainable is there's little stickers on a lot of the California wines that I look at and try. Is the standard for sustainability a little bit easier than this for say biodynamic or organic? I mean I'm not to downplay your, your chosen field there but it seems like I just see a lot more of the sustainable Uh, stickers on wines than I do the others.
2: Yeah, I think there's probably some reasons for that. I mean, the one really big one I see is that because sustainability addresses things that are really important here, like the people aspects and water and energy use efficiency, it's just more applicable, I think, to a broader swath. And again, there are so many organic farmers that are also using sustainable practices, so they're not, not mutually exclusive. Um, but we do see that we have now 80% of California wine is made in a certified California sustainable winery. And wow. 60% of our California acreage is certified to our program or to some of the other programs like Lodi Rules, SIP certified, Rock, regenerative organic certified. So those are all programs that we recognize within ours. And there's also Napa Green and Fish Family Farming. So there's lots of choices for people on the sustainability front. Um, and there is the recognition that, again, that it is somewhat site-specific. So our requirements make sense for vineyards and wineries of all sizes throughout the state. And we were very purposeful in setting them in that way. But I think that's why you're seeing it now. It's, it's actually on 18 million cases or 216 million bottles of wine in the marketplace.
1: Oh, wow. That just, you know, I mean, 80%. That's amazing the way you're looking at uh uh, what uh twenty about twenty eight hundred wineries that are sustainably certified
2: um, yeah so we have hundred and seventy eight wineries and but it's two thousand five hundred and it's over twenty five hundred vineyards that farm two hundred and thirty thousand acres so quite significant it's about yeah thirty eight percent is certified to our program and another twenty two percent to others and actually one of the other things that's really important to emphasize is that California is the largest wine-producing region in the U.S., but we're actually the fourth-largest wine-producing region in the world, and so yeah. we can have this really big positive impact. and And it's something that we celebrate. I heard you mentioned Down to Earth a Month earlier.
1: Yeah, so it's just it's amazing on that. Now, you can be sustainable and also biodynamic, organic, regenerative, and all that, but that doesn't automatically. It, it, any, of, well, yeah, I suppose, I don't know, yeah, what's my question?
2: I think it's, you know, it's, people borrow, I think, from all of the different approaches, and they can get certified to multiple programs, but I think people tend to pick the approach that they feel makes the most sense for their operation. Some people feel really strongly about organic and biodynamic. They might use energy efficiency and other great sustainable practices that they're not getting certified for. And at the end of the day, it's really what people are doing on the ground that matters. So um, adoption of practices across the board is really, really a, a promising thing for our
1: industry. Okay, you, then you answered. You understood what my stuttering question was there. because you answered. <laughs> it? Well, <laughs> I've, I've had well I had it in, in my head. just like, <laughs> <laughs> kind of bring it out the way I wanted on that. Uh, is the, the sustainable program, is there... Uh, If I want to start a winery or, well, let's get away from the winery because people listening aren't, aren't winery owners. Let's talk about what goes into a sustainable wine that people pick up a bottle of California wine and it says sustainable on it. Why would they be happy that it is sustainable? What is it about a sustainable wine as opposed to others that people should be celebrating?
2: So I've talked about this a little bit but just to go into some more depth. It really is that it has these benefits in a number of different ways. So it's good for the planet. You can think about things like conserving water and energy, maintaining healthy soil, protecting air and water quality, preserving local ecosystems and wildlife. So people in general really care, and some people care about one or more of those issues more than others, but there are requirements for in all of those different areas. So, if you are someone who really cares about about your purchasing, supporting organizations or companies that care about those same things, then it's really good for the planet. It's good for the community. So things like our beautiful open space and rural areas and scenic landscapes and all of those things, also contributing to the economy and the culture, and then worker health and safety and, and really safety for the entire community. Those are all really good things to support. And within the realm of climate change, I feel like that's where that, that impacts people wherever you are. And then there's oh, yeah. the final part, which is the fun part, it's good for grapes and wine. So you know, if you think about someone who's paying attention to all of these different things, they're really paying attention to detail and constant improvement. And I've heard a number of fitness say that they really feel this results in high-quality California wine grapes and wine.
1: I can tell, yeah, you know, but not everyone is, they are recreational drinkers out there, and I think that's the majority of the people out there. And there's nothing wrong, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to criticize uh, by using the word recreational. I'm just simply saying that people, most people drink wine, just drink it because they enjoy it, and it tastes good, and it's just, uh, it's not that they get into it and uh, do a lot of serious tasting. And because the recreational drinkers, there's so many of them out there, they probably don't notice a big difference between sustainable wine and non-sustainable. Would they? I mean, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I think those things are really hard because there's so many variables with sustainability that I think it's hard to point to specific quality outcomes, but there are things like obviously water management, how much water you're delivering to the to the vine, and how and the timing of that. And all of those things really can impact wine quality. Um, there are examples of like night harvesting, where again you don't need as much energy to keep those cool grapes cool as they come into the winery, and that can save energy and greenhouse gas emissions and money but it also is an impact on wine quality so there are specific examples of that and it's interesting i i i understand your point about recreational drinkers versus those who may really care about these things but we've done some research working with a group called wine intelligence and they did a survey of u.s wine drinkers in 2020 and 71 percent of respondents said that they would consider buying sustainably produced wine of course, some of those other variables are important, but they—they they, that was a pretty high percentage. And then there's yeah, also the right. trade, which is the one who makes that first decision about are they going to carry it in their store or restaurant. And 79% of U.S. U.S. wine trade said in a separate survey by Full Glass Research that they would consider sustainability uh, that they do consider sustainability when making purchasing decisions. Oh,
1: okay, well, that's that's excellent. So. Uh- Uh, sustainability I understand sustainability fully when it's in the vineyard because of the practices and like you just described everything how is sustainability carried over into my bottle of wine
2: so it's it's all of those steps along the way so all of the things that we talked about in the vineyard and the winery it's about water and energy use efficiency and waste management and their work with neighbors and community and all of the great things that they do for quality of life and for philanthropy there's also employees um obviously in the winery as well as in the vineyard and then it really gets to this whole idea of you know the full supply chain the the growers and everything that you're bringing into the winery being sustainably produced and then again the, it's the attention it's the the care that goes into it um and Again, there are there are consumers who care. So, um, for them to know that when they see a seal on a label that says certified sustainable, whether that's our program or some of the other programs in California, um, that that's a really good signal for them that this particular operation is doing all they can on those fronts.
1: All right, very good. Uh, the uh, uh, your California Certified California Sustainable Winery. Uh, organization this has been in existence for how long
2: so we have been in existence since 2003 um, and wine institute goes even further back so we were formed at the very end of prohibition so been around <laughs> for 85 89 somewhere year plus years um, and so yeah we've been around for a long time and really always about responsible. Re- responsible production, consumption, and enjoyment of wine. And the sustainability aspects um, really became a program in 2002 when we first published the California Code of Sustainable Wine Growing.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, the well, Continuing on that, then, did you have a lot of wineries join in on it or did it just sort of blossom – once you decided to say, okay, this is going to be our organization, who wants to join? And a bunch of them said, me, me, me. Or did it take an effort for, Well, I mean, I, I, I
2: yeah, some of the history, um, our program really was born out of all of these regional efforts that were happening. Just like we have wine regions, Napa Sonoma, Lake County, Mendocino, et cetera. Um, we have, Various regional associations and some of them were coming up with really great sustainability programs. Mm-hmm. And so the leadership of Wine Institute and the California Association of Wine Group Growers and our members thought we really need this to be about California wine and to really bring these best management practices and this concepts and idea of continuous improvement to all of our members. And so we joined forces and brought together a group of about 50 growers and vintners that helped us. Really build on some of those regional efforts and create this statewide program that was available for
1: both vineyards and wineries. Oh, okay, very good. It's uh, (coughs) excuse me. So it was uh, actually, you know, sort of like a bunch of little small things, and you pulled it all together and said, "Why don't we just make this a California thing here?" And uh, uh, you did, and it's worked well (laughs) now. Uh, the the uh, a sustainable wine movement, obviously California, I think was one of the first to start that. Has it caught on? And I'm sure you probably just have a yes or no answer on this, but has it caught on around the country? I mean, the different areas around the country do sustainable wine, or is it something that California's really grasped more so than anybody?
2: Well, being the fourth largest wine growing region and the number one in the U.S., that it's clearly, I think we produce over 85% of all U.S. wine. So California's involvement is is really big. Um, but we are seeing other programs in other parts of the United States. So, for instance, um, Long Island in New York had a sustainability program for a number of years. And just last hey. year, the New York Wine and Grape Foundation um, published their certification or launched their certification program and likewise, um, Washington state had a really great educational program and they just launched that into a certification program. And in Oregon, they use a program called Oregon Live that's been around for a long time. So there's definitely a lot of momentum and um, we've actually worked with all of those, the, uh, basically the four largest wine producing states. Um, we had a, a partnership a number of years ago really to come up with a comp- common definition and principles and to start helping each other to communicate out into the world about what this means. And then we um, had our first US sustainable wine growing summit back in 2019. And I think we had maybe seven or eight States present and even more Mm -hmm. when we did an online version in 2021 and we're planning our next one for spring of 2024. So exciting to be working with the broader US wine industry.
1: That's excellent. Because the, Certification for organic is actually a national thing, and I think biodynamic is too the the organizations are mm-hmm. uh, pretty much the same all over the country and so I, I was curious if maybe the country had the same standards and uh, was doing a national organization of such i It would seem like it should, but the only time I ever see certified uh sustainable wines stickers is always on California wines. I don't recall seeing them on other regions or states. Yeah,
2: I think those programs are still just getting off the ground. So you'll probably start seeing them in the years to come. And we've seen annual double digit growth in in our our program too. So um, I think there's there's a lot of interest for sure. I, I do think there's benefit to having the the states or regional programs because you can really work with growers and vintners on the ground. You can really take into account some of the unique considerations about the geography and weather and soil and pest pressures and those types of things. But yet we all have this common understanding and principles that I mentioned that we worked on together and we're always benchmarking to other programs. And I think um, those are the types of efforts we can do to make sure there's a broad understanding about what it means
1: you think this will eventually lead into a national, uh, uh, what's my word, national, I don't want to say headquarters, a national standard, I guess, over sustainable wines? Do you think that... Yeah,
2: I don't, I mean, at least not in the near term, I don't see that happening. Again, I think there's really good reason for... Um, the, the local organizations to be responsible for for developing programs and supporting them, but again, there's so much commonality. So I feel like we're all singing from the song, same song sheet. And almost, right. I I heard this quote once that it's like love and democracy. It's hard to define, but you you know what it is when you see it.
1: All right. <laughs> like yeah. That. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Well, you know, that would work for for sustainable wines, too. Well, I just, you know, organic. I mean, organic wine is is basically pretty much defined by one or two organizations that set the standards on it. And sustainability, well, your organization, if any, would be the, well, I don't want to say gold standard, the head of the uh, the sustainability because of the fact that you've been around and you've got so many different regions in California that you would cover just about every type of uh, growing conditions and all that so uh, I don't know it just seems like a a national sustainable wine certification might be something in the future I may be wrong but it just seems to me like it may be something that's going to eventually come about Yeah, Yeah,
2: it's it's so hard to know what's going to happen. I mean, organic, for instance, had all these different regional or local standards, and it eventually became the national organic program that the USDA administers. So you never know, but but again, I do see value in in all of these different regions, really supporting their growers and having it be that ground-up effort.
1: Oh, without question. I, I do look for sta- sustainable stickers on wines. I really, that's uh, whenever I'm looking at a wine or somebody's, well, I was just at the store today and they had a couple of different wine tastings and I, I picked up Read the Label and I'm looking for a sustainable sticker and one of them did have it and the other one did not. I just didn't question why or why not, but it's because the people who serve those don't know anything. <laughs> they just serve the wine. <laughs> but... Uh, uh i yeah i'm i'm one that does look for a sustainable sticker and i i hope a lot of my listeners do too simply because it's it's a good standard it's a good standard to uh, a good basic standard biodynamic is a uh, a little bit different direction but you know sustainable wines like you say it's so good for the environment and everything else and it's really a, a good way if if people look for sustainable stickers on it and the wineries and businesses, wine business people know that people are looking for sustainable stickers on it. Then they will all try to, because it becomes sustainable, which could do nothing but help the environment and the planet. So, uh, you know, just basically comment to all the people out there listening to it. You know, look, look for those things. Um, you have events. You have events uh, for sustainable wine. Uh, Tell us about those events. Sure.
2: So um, as we've been talking about, April is the 12th annual Down to Earth Month.
1: And Uh, this is a time where... And it's also Earth Earth Day in April, too.
2: Exactly. That's why we chose April. And it's really a a chance to shine a light on our, our leadership and commitment and sustainability and we have dozens of wineries across California that are doing special events and activities and are really perfect for wine enthusiasts. We could talk about a number of them if you'd like. <laughs>
1: yes, by all means. I mean, we, you know, it's it's always nice to know what the events are going on and who's putting them on. So, yes, please.
2: Yeah, sure, so um, there are just so many fun things like eco-hikes and Earth Day festivals and eco-tours and these things. Um, and all of them can be found on discovercaliforniawines.com. Um, I'll mention a couple of them. And what we're really excited about is since um, we we hadn't seen as many in-person activities due to COVID over the last several years. But we're uh, yeah. seeing a lot of big wine festivals coming back this month. And just in down to Earth Month, for instance, we have Earth Day Festival in Napa, Calistoga Wine and Culinary Experience, Sags Leap District Vineyard and Vintner Weekend. Garagista Wine Festival in Sonoma, El Dorado Passport Weekend, Spring Wine Weekend in Calaveras Wine Country, Wines of Santa Cruz Mountains in Grand Tasting, California Wine Festival in Dana Point, which is a beautiful area in Southern California, and OC Spring Wine Fest. So those are some really fun things that if anyone's traveling from out of town or here in California to check out.
1: Those are all just this month because of... uh, uh because of Earth Day and because of uh, Earth Month. You don't call it Earth Month. That's you right. Call
2: yeah, and there's um, Down to Earth Month, we call it. Down yes.
1: to Earth Month. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, those, those and are all also,
2: month. Exactly, and and Exactly. And I'm sure some of your folks listening aren't going to be able to travel here to California, so there are other ways to get involved. You can celebrate at home by checking out recipes on our website, which, again, is discovercaliforniawines.com and use sustainable ingredients from your local market, and also find some really great wine pairings to pair with that recipe.
1: Oh, that sounds fantastic. Uh, is there a list, of, uh, or is it on discovercaliforniawines.com, of the sustainable wines in California, or is there such a list that even exists?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So if you would like to learn more about certification or Um, You can find California's certified sustainable vineyards, wineries, and wines, and it's californiasustainablewine.com. There's a searchable database there, and there's also a visit tab, so you can actually look and see which wineries that are certified are open for tastings and for visits. That's
1: California Sustainable Wine, not with an S.
2: Right, wine.com. and DiscoverCaliforniaWines.com has an S. So good question.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just it's sometimes it gets confusing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Uh, so the uh, so the events will be going on all this month, and today is only the sixth, so everybody's got plenty of time. And also, I might suggest too that you know check with your local wineries, whoever. Uh, where we live around the country, it is Earth Day coming up on the uh, was it twenty sixth, twenty second, twenty second, twenty second. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And you know how we know
2: 22nd. it's my birthday, actually. <laughs> is it really
1: the twenty ninth? Yeah. My birthday, and I think it's like exactly a week before my birthday, and that's so that's where I always remember. And I wasn't adjusting it properly. I think my granddaughter's is the twenty second, so. Um, well, uh, happy birthday month. <laughs> <You know? laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, I'm saying, though, check your local wineries because being Earth Day on the 22nd, a lot of wineries do start celebrating uh, their growing and what they do in the vineyards and all that just because it is spring and it's a good time to visit wineries anyway. I mean, Bud Break is out there and and it just – exactly. Uh, a beautiful time of year to visit wineries. Uh and then while you're there say, Are you certified? And they'll go, Well, why do you ask? And so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, but uh check check your local wineries and all that. Mike, do you have any comments or questions for Allison?
0: No, uh you've actually uh touched on everything I was thinking about on, on you know it's, it's 'cause I'm taking more notes here, but uh no, I've uh, already Already got it. I appreciate it. Thank you. So. Mm-hmm.
1: Mike usually has a question or two in the background. I guess he he's usually busy tweeting and, and taking care of other stuff. And we covered everything. <laughs> uh, so, well, actually, you just you, you uh, uh, covered a the, the couple of ways to get a hold of you. wines dot com or Discover California Wines. I'm sorry, DiscoverCaliforniaWines.com. dot com. And then uh, sustainable, what is it? Sus-
2: uh, the other one's california sustainable com.
1: Cal- california sustainable wine with no S.com. And that will give you, anyone out there, a chance to get a hold of and find out all about sustainable wines in California. And, you know, that could be a launch board for anybody out there who is in different parts of the country who are looking, to sustainable wines in your area, too. I'm sure that, you know, the California standard is probably pretty good. And so it's always a good way you can always refer people to that. So uh, that's great. And uh, is there a phone number that people can get a hold of uh, California Sustainable Wine Growing Alliance?
2: That's a great question. (laughs) I feel like... (laughs) I don't know it off my heart because I never call myself. I have my cell phone, but I'm not going to give that out. Sorry.
1: <laughs> no, no, don't give that out. Uh, uh,
2: but info well, at org or communications at org would be two good email
1: addresses. Oh, there you go. Okay. So a good couple of couple of great ways to, to get a hold of it if you need to get a hold of it. But, uh, well, and... Allison, unless there's any last-minute things that we didn't cover that you would like to address, then... No, I
2: think we covered it, and I really appreciate you having me on, and I hope that everyone has a wonderful April and that you have a chance to celebrate Down to Earth Month with a glass of California wine or a visit to California.
1: Yeah, well, pick up some California wines throughout the month and, and celebrate that way. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us on all about wine tonight it was very very educational and i for one will continue to pursue some of these addresses web addresses that you gave me and check on stuff like i said at the beginning of the show i'm always talking about these different certifications and sustainable wine is one that is i think foremost the most common uh, certification that we see out there so it's nice to talk to someone who knows their stuff about it. So thank you very much again for taking the time, and uh, maybe in the future we can discuss some more about sustainable wine.
2: Sounds great. Thanks again, Ron. All
1: right. Thanks for calling in. (laughs) Bye. Bye now.
0: All right. Yeah. Let's see
1: What is that? This is. I just found a form here that I had lost, and I had no idea what happened to it. It's in my computer. I pulled up the sustainable wine. Uh, they <laughs> sent me a a, a couple of three pages about sustainable wine and some of the stats that Allison was talking about and all that. And I clicked out of it and. They uh, a, a list here, a page that I have not been able to find because I've been looking all over the place just popped up on me. Oh, my gosh, unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> okay, That's neither here nor there. It just surprised me that I actually found that. Um, Allison, fantastic. That was fun. Uh, educational, too. The mm-hmm. Sustainable Wine Certification, you find it, like I said during while we were talking, to Allison. You can find it on California wine bottles a lot. It is everywhere, and the uh, certification. I think I, I because you see it so much, and I do not want to underplay the fact that a wine is certified. But because you see it so much, it almost gives you the feeling that it is not as serious as, say, organic or biodynamic or uh, a regenerative and all these. And it is. Uh, when you start seeing something out there all the time, it sort of gives you the illusion that it is a lot easier to get and it's not something that uh, you have to be con- too concerned about. But it is... Uh, Obviously, like she was just explaining, it is a serious certification that does take effort and improvement year after year to retain that. I didn't want to ask her how many people have decided not to remain sustainable because I'm sure there are some, but uh, we don't want to – Well point fingers at anyone and all that. I mean, it's just a personal thing, but I think there's probably a lot more that's trying to get into and trying to become sustainable than there are that, those that decided not to, and uh, so it's it's a good program. Uh, I, I do actually, and I wasn't saying it just because I was talking to her, but I do actually look for wines that have the sustainable uh, certification on the bottle of uh, when i look at california wines that's one of the things that i check out among other things i'm always looking for you know different regions different types of grapes and sustainability is is also one of them that i try to uh, find on the bottle so you can check out further information like she said from uh, the websites uh, discover Californiawines.com. And I think that's probably the one that would give you the most information. And CaliforniaSustainableWines.com. Let's see. I'm at California Wines here. Yeah, I just clicked on... uh, I have a link from her information. I just clicked on uh, Discover California Wines. And there is a tab for sustainability on it. And so... uh, sustainable wine growing and then the mission and and how it works in together and all that and all so uh something to check out. It also has uh information what is certified California sustainable wine growing and has a little video and all that. So if you want to pursue this conversation we had tonight, uh that's a great way to do it. They also have other tabs here on this too: fish-friendly farming, California Green Business Network, Low dye Rules, Sustainable Wine Growing, Low Region, Napa Green uh, Sustainability in Practice, Land Smart Sonoma Sustainable, California Certified Organic Farmers, Dem- Demeter, or Demeter, Demeter I think is pronounced biodynamic and regenerative organic certified so uh, you can also click on that and see some other areas too that you uh, we have discussed on the show before things like biodynamic and regenerative and uh, there's tabs on this also so check that out if you're curious about uh, sustainable this is uh, obviously california wines but it applies pretty much everywhere and that's what i was asking i mean When you look at certified organic, it doesn't just limit it to California. I mean, certified organic is a uh, USDA-controlled certification, and it has standards for the whole country. And if you also click on biodynamic, uh, Demeter USA, Demeter, Demeter, Uh, U.S.A. is also a national standard and national organization uh, with national uh, certification. And Regenerative Organic Alliance is also a national organization. And so... uh, Where's it applicants <laughs> they have a thing going how many applicants and all that on the regenerative or uh okay, and so that's another national organization that's why i I wasn't trying to put Allison on the spot uh, because well, I try not to do that uh I mean I'm gonna sign up for this uh, out line one at gmail. um uh this is for the uh, regenerative organic alliance uh, and so i uh, uh and so uh uh, got that signed up. The um, I wasn't trying to put Allison on the spot, simply in the fact that right now, it just seems like a whole bunch of great organizations that are in existence around the country, with California obviously being the largest, uh, all these little individual pockets of sustainability around the country. It would seem to me like a national organization with maybe the standards of California or, or whatever, or the the ones of all the different organizations put together and come up with a, a a standard if you will for everybody and then go from there. Uh I'm surprised that it isn't there especially since she said they've been an organization and since well right after prohibition I'm sure the rest of the country has been around there too and been doing certain types of sustainability growing. I need to follow that up, too. I need to get a hold of some different state-growing alliances or state-growing organizations and see if sustainability is as big in other states. And from what she said, yes, Worcester, Oregon, New York, you know, uh, Long Island, and stuff like that is already starting to... Well, they already have their sustainability organization, but I wonder if a lot of others do, too. Hmm. That's just a, a thought off the top of my head on that. So, sustainable wines. Uh, it's its a good organization, good for the earth and all that. And this is being Earth Day Month or Earth Month. Uh, it's a good time to start supporting all that stuff again. We can get out there again and start visiting our wine region, not have to worry about... A lot of the COVID protocols that we had. If you're going to go to wineries, though, be sure to contact them first because they may have different rules because of repercussions or uh, carryovers from COVID protocols. So uh, be careful. Uh, (coughs) Excuse me. I have looking here, I have an email from 12 Spies Vineyards. Uh, they are located, let me scroll down to the bottom here and see where they're located. Uh, they are located at 550 Black Branch Road in Rabin Gap, Georgia. 12 Spies. and They sent me, uh, hopefully, a continuous email. I tell you, send me one if you're a winery and know of a winery that'd like to be mentioned, I'll, I'll just I'll bring them up. I won't charge or anything. Just uh, but they're uh, Twelve Spies says soon to come. We will be releasing their 2021 Cabernet Franc and Pinot Grigio. Cabernet Franc. Oh, I love Cabernet Franc. So be sure to join the wine club and get the releases before they go on sale in the tasting room. Huh. Uh, and then they have. Uh, Okay, Lauren, who is uh, daughter of the owner, is going to uh, be joining them on April 25th. And she's going to be running the wine club and other stuff. And finally released the wine club uh, our wine club, which you can now register for on your website on our website at twelve spies that's the number twelve spies s p i e s vineyards with an S, dot com and there's no fee to join six bottle or twelve bottle with corresponding discounts of ten percent on six and twenty percent on twelve priority on new releases, pickup events, and first priority on special events. And so it's uh twelve spies, uh getting their wine club going and all that. Uh they said they had a lot of rain in January, February, and March. Uh Georgia has uh they've had their fair share of rain, so so uh twelve spies located at twelve spies vineyards at five fifty Black Branch Road Rabun R A B U N Rapin. Gap, Georgia. Uh, and if you want to get a hold of them, go to 12spiesvineyards.com. And thank you, 12spies. If you sent that, I'm glad that wineries are, are doing that now, sending me stuff so I can do it. I had another winery here. Uh, Tavish Creek is also continuing their blog. If you don't get it, you really should. It's extremely interesting. And uh, I just saw something for. uh, I've got a lot of junk on this I need to get rid of. uh, Well, let's see.
0: No, it's
1: not on those. Maybe it's in this. Well, no, it's not there either. Oh, well. Uh, had a couple of stuff, other wineries. But uh, check your local winery before you head out there. Springtime is here now, and the wineries are starting to go full blast. And it's starting to clear up. The roads are getting better. They're opening up. A lot of them are opening up in April. And uh, so check and be sure what the protocol is, what these, uh, what they require, uh, if they require mask, if they require an appointment for a tasting, uh, pre-registering, all that stuff. Because different wineries have different rules, especially after COVID. And so you don't want to take a trip and then find out that you have to make an appointment. And you don't want to make a trip and find out that they're not open, that they've changed your hours because of it, or any of that stuff. So if you're going to go to a winery... Call them, get it scheduled, and find out what's going on for sure, and then go out and enjoy yourself. Springtime is a great time to go out to wineries because a lot of them are starting to do the releases uh, for uh, wines now. A lot of them release new wines in the spring. So it's a great time to visit wineries and get in on the new releases and You know, some of them give you tours in the vineyard with the bud break and stuff like that, and uh, just a very pretty time of year to be out around the vineyards. So, one more time, thank you, Allison, for joining us on the show and talking about sustainable wines and the Sustainable Wine Alliance in California. Very interesting and and informative. So, I appreciate it. And any (laughs) anybody that has any comments or anything you can always get a hold of us on our website or our Facebook page or something like that about sustainable wines and uh, we'll be happy to address them or find out the information if you need some information. So that's it. Uh,
0: all righty, It's uh, 7 uh, depends on which screen I'm looking at. The uh, current time <laughs> and 19, uh, 7.58 and uh, the delayed screen is showing 7.56. So oh, <laughs> it, was,
1: wow.
0: it, was, it was 40 seconds difference. Now it's almost two minutes. So uh, I, I don't know I just, what's going on. Just,
1: it doesn't, it doesn't I don't know how it does that. I don't know how it slows down. I yeah. mean, time is time. How does it slow down?
0: Yeah. Uh, Maybe we have know,
1: discovered a new anomaly here, a new time warp Thing yep. that ties in with blog talk radio and Facebook.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, it could yeah. be a portal. It could be uh, some kind of portal.
1: Yeah.
0: time yeah. continuum thing. I don't know. If it's, but yeah. you would think that we started off at six seconds, you know, behind, which I can understand that there's some right. delay, uh, and then it just it increases and it starts increasing about seven thirty, between seven thirty and seven you know, 35, 40, somewhere around there, it starts increasing the delay. And the next thing you know it, I'm, uh, I'll am have to wait till the top of the hour, to, or yeah, till the top of the minute. So, uh, otherwise, I have, oh, there's 58, and we're still at 50. Yeah, so it's not, it's an hour, an hour. It's about a minute and 45 seconds different, but it does change. So that has been in the past. Yes, yes. The yeah, yeah. first time it was almost seven minutes, six, seven minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's it's um, some sort of a, oh. a portal, some sort mm-hmm. of a time warp portal yeah. that I think we we enter. It's it's a combination of Blog Talk Radio and Facebook, mm-hmm. and w- when you put the two together, it creates this time warp mm-hmm. portal that we haven't figured out yet. We and I don't know. So.
0: You probably see it from space, but uh, you can't see from mm-hmm. down on Earth. Our-
1: yeah. There you go. Good point. Good point.
0: Yep. So, ISS is flying yeah. overhead going, oh, we can. Oh, there's
1: that uh, time am portal Porto again yeah. every Thursday night. We see that. Yeah. Why is, you know. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah.
0: Uh, all right. So uh, it's not too bad. All right. Uh, well, we'll uh, put it away for uh, this week, and um, we'll be back uh, the 13th of uh, April. Thank wow. y'all for tuning in as always. We appreciate Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, where did go? <laughs> uh, thank y'all for tuning in. Easter coming up Sunday. A- Easter? Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: so, anybody happy. who celebrates Easter, uh, happy Easter. Mm-hmm. Also, Jewish uh, uh, Passover? Yes. Uh, is it? Uh,
0: yeah,
1: it's obviously neither one of her April, of the J- oh, Jewish persuasion. April so
0: therefore, no. Oh, so uh, April 5th through uh, April 13th. Uh, uh, yeah. Passover. Passover. And. It's
1: Orthodox Easter is coming up on the 16th, yeah. so that's a week from this Sunday. And uh, But there's a lot of religious holidays in the spring. I guess it's, yeah. You know, Passover begins at sundown on the 5th, and it, a Good Friday is tomorrow, mm. and then Easter Sunday is the 9th this Sunday, and then Orthodox Easter is the 16th. And then Ed All Ferrar is begins at sundown on the twenty first, and then the twenty second, like Allison mentioned, is Earth Day. So hmm. a lot of stuff happening in in yep. April.
0: Uh, yep. Well, uh, everybody have a Oh, a Passover ends on the
1: thirteenth. Here I just. Just found it. So Passover uh, that, ends on the 13th. So that's next week. Yeah, this you know a week it's, from today. Yeah. So, so. Um, so there you go. Right. Okay.
0: We'll we'll close this show now. Almost three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We start
1: talking about all. Um, that. Yeah. yeah. Um. I will. Right.
0: We'll, uh, I'm just watching the the timer. Just one monitor the next. Just give me different results here. I don't know why. Three <laughs> minutes. Two and, oh, two and a half. Okay. Uh, have a great week uh, ahead and we'll see you all next Thursday. Thanks for tuning in on uh, live or on the archives. We're on live on Thursday, so if you're listening any other time, we're, you're probably listening to the archives. So, thank you all very much and uh, have a great week and drink. Thank drink for wine. listening. One Be safe. Yeah. Yeah. See thank you next you. week. See you next week. Drink responsibly and we'll see you next time on all about water. Thank you. All right. Yeah, I guess I go to the green room and wait until it starts on the other monitor. <laughs> <laughs> Actually we don't have to we don't have to wait here. I just have to